Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, right, let's catch up with Chiefs assistant coach Ross Filippo. Very good win yesterday up over the Hurricanes and some very testing conditions there in Hamilton. Ross, good afternoon. Welcome. Thank you. Hey, Mark. How are you? Hey, hey Marshy. Hey, Ross, go. Hey, uh, Ross, you must have been delighted with the way your team played in those conditions. I thought the uh, ball handling uh, from both sides was excellent. Yeah, I thought, um, you know, the, the conditions were pretty atrocious, to be honest. Um, and that was a real highlight of the game that, you know, because it became quite a tight affair, um, some of the handling um, under pressure and guys were carrying right to the line and receiving the ball on the man at the same time. Um, was really accurate, so I think that aspect of the game was really well from went really well for both sides, uh, which allowed for a number of periods of, of long phases of play. So that aspect was really really good. Obviously, it was going to lead into some some um, inaccuracies around set piece. The line out I think for both teams struggled at times just because of the slippery ball. Um, I thought by and large it was it was pretty accurate around the handling aspect. Oh, Roscoe, really good to hear from you, and um, congrats on all the excellent work you're doing in the coaching space. I want to ask you, ask you an off-the-ball question first, and that, that's uh, what's Clayton McMillan cool. like in the coaches', coaches box, mate? That's the most animated I think I've seen him for quite a while uh, last night. He's usually quite calm. Oh, no, yeah, I mean, every coach has, has their moments. Um, <laughs> Clayton's really good, like he's... It's normally really calm, you know, you just have you have you have um you have your days and, and we've all been guilty of it where where you're kinda of hoping to see one thing that you've trained throughout the course of the week and you put a lot of energy into and then um something completely off script comes out. Um probably one thing I'm learning as a coach is is you don't actually have any kind of physical control for the contribution on Saturday. So you kind of just left sitting there just watching and um, I guess you're just hoping for the best for the players. Uh, Clayton's, Clayton's really, really professional. So um, I think I think that, that one shot could be taken out of context, if I'm being honest, in terms of how he operates on a day-to-day basis. Very, very diplomatic answer, Roscoe. You are learning the trade very well. <laughs> he oh, run, uh, running for parliament oh, yeah. in this election. I'm trying to keep my job, eh, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I tell you, Tony Brown told me, Jamie Joseph, mate, he reckons he smashed about six laptops in his time in the coaching box with him. But anyway, we won't go into that. Um, hey, uh, up front, <laughs> <laughs> last night, uh, I was talking earlier about when we sort of uh, were breaking down the contest. We, I think when... I don't know, I'd like to get your thoughts on it. When you needed to flex your muscles up front in terms of the, the line out, the scrum, guys like Retallick and Tokiaho and co, they, they all sort of stepped up. When you needed to sort of put the Hurricanes to the sword inside their 22, you must have been pleased with that area because it looked like that's where you were a bit more dominant than they were on the night. Yeah, I, I mean, I think both teams had gone in with pretty ambitious game plans and then... Uh, 
you know, waking up on Saturday morning and, and seeing how the weather was kind of building to to what it was going to end up presenting game by game time. Uh, everyone's plans kind of changed, so we, we had a conversation pre-game around the need to be direct, um, making sure you know that we're accurate, but we we ask questions of them through through the middle, um, and then it was kind of put on some of the senior players to make sure that they they really step up in that space and lead the way. Uh, we felt like that we did achieve that, um, but but it was it was very very tough conditions. I spoke to Brody post game and he said it was one of the, the most atrocious conditions he's played a game in because which the rain was just like relentless mm. in game. It was hard to see sometimes. It was there more pressure? on this team this week after the back of the loss last week? Uh, I mean, you can sit there and go, oh, no, we sort of put that beside us. But, I mean, you know, you've got the Brumbies uh, away in Australia and there was a potential here, potential here from the outside looking at it that, you know, you could end up dropping three games suddenly and how important was that last night to make sure you did get the win? Yeah, I mean, we there was there's been pressure on us each week, I think, that as, as we kept accumulating wins, um, it almost became this expectation in the group that that just winning's not good enough and, and we have to do things better and we have to continually kind of raise the bar around growing our game week to week. Um, the Reds did an incredible job of, of really stifling a lot of play and, and killing a lot of our momentum and then they won a lot of the kick battles which, which forced us to run from deep. Um, and they then, in the back 20 minutes of that game, they defended remarkably well. Uh, to, to kind of prevent the boys from getting over the line at the finish. Um, post that game, you know, it wasn't like a post-mortem as such, but it was more it was more of a, right, this is a great grounding for us as a team. Um, we need to take stock of what's working well and what's what, what we're not quite nailing. And we invested a lot of time into those areas uh, during the week to make sure that this week we kind of were able to take control of the game right from the first whistle and not, and not kind of try and find ourselves in the position of having to chase the game in the last 20 minutes. So, yep, there was, there was a lot of there was a lot of kind of I guess manufactured pressure from within the group to make sure that we we nailed all the one percenters and, and and you know we're able to stay on for the full 80 minutes this week to then give us a nice launch pad before we go on this little Aussie league. Roscoe, you've created some really good depth in your squad, and you've actually equally created great competitiveness um, in positions uh, for players to actually keep performing. Otherwise, there's somebody more than able to step in. How, how do you go about working your substitutes? Is this is this premeditated or do you actually, somebody keeps an eye on the forward pack and see, sees somebody's absolutely gassed, we were going to leave him for 60, but he needs to come off now. Is that something you talk about during the week and in-game do you go pre-meditation or do you just go from what you see to inject some of that talent into the game? It's, it's a bit of both, to be honest, Marshall. There's a bit of a plan around, right, um, this player around this time and, and and so forth. But again, yeah, we are sitting there and we're constantly watching the players, um, having conversations with our analysts in terms of in-game instances. You know, have they been, how hard have they been working in the last 10 minutes period to see if they're, they're actually on and obviously you're doing the eye test as well and you're seeing where the players are, are are really in flow or they're a little bit despondent and so it's just 
you, we're going with a basic framework, and then and then from that we we kind of look at the the feel of the game, and 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 then watch the individuals within that, and whether they're kind of on an upshot of energy or on a or on a down down shot, then then we make a decision based around that. So it's, yeah, it's a bit of both to be honest. Yeah, Ross, I just want to pick up a little bit off the back of what Justin said. So I want to ask you this question then. Uh, last night we saw Nangerville and Leonard Brown as your midfield combination, but Daniel Rona and Ramika Poihepi have been superb for the Chiefs through most of the regular season. So who is your preferred midfield combination going forward? I'd love to answer that for you, eh, but I'm not the best coach. Oh, come on. All you guys always just run, eh? You always just put the blame somewhere else. You will be brilliant in Parliament. We've already touched on that. That's a great question for Roger Randall, eh? Oh. That is a great question for Roger Randall. God. Justin, oh, jump in here, Justin. Yeah, no, again, he's proving to be very diplomatic. I mean, I, I, I asked Justin about props and locks, and he no, gives no, an no, honest no, bloody no, answer. No. Was that sorry? I see Justin always gives an honest answer about props and locks. <laughs> Justin's <laughs> on the other side of the ledger. <laughs> um, no, it's a good it's a good problem to have though, isn't it? Oh, it's a great problem. Like Ramika and, and Dan Rona um, were extremely like pivotal to our success through that, that early part of the season. You know, we had those early injuries to, to Nanx and, and Anton and um, those two guys came in and they just became glue. And they probably enabled our outsides a lot, you know, and that, that allowed Imoni and Itani and, and, and Shooter to, to to run in a lot of space just by those guys just doing their jobs and doing the simple things well. Um, obviously, you... you Anton comes back from injury and Minx comes back from injury. You know, there is there is other contributing factors around this where people are called in as injury replacements and stuff. So Might have just lost him there. Have we lost him there? Have we got him? Might have to leave it there. Have we got you there, Ross? No, I think we've lost him. Lost him. Lost him. It's it's really appropriate that again he dropped out <laughs> when he was talking about backs and backline play. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, Roscoe was uh, involved with the Crusaders. Uh, he came down and uh, I, I, he was a breath of fresh air. To be perfectly honest, like, you know, we, we've got uh, at that time we had quite a sort of hardened forward pack, um, but he just bought. Um, a different type of skill set as a as a lock into our mix, but equally, uh, he he was very much a uh, an entertainer off the field, uh, and I think you need guys like that in your side. I'm really pleased to see that his career went the way that it did as a rugby player, but equally he's now moved into coaching and made that a success because he's just one of rugby's genuine nice guys. And uh, if you ever see Roscoe um, and you're walking up to him anywhere, he's always got a smile on his face because. That's the type of personality he is. So uh, it was great, to, great to hear from him. And I'm not surprised that he runs for cover when he has to talk about the fact that Clayton looked like he smashed a uh, smashed a um, walkie-talkie last night. Oh, and, come on, come uh, on, come on. And then on. when it comes to back play, he's running for cover as well. Yeah, uh, come on, Justin. It was just it, it was just a one-off moment. The camera just happened to capture capture him that one split second, and it was not a true reflection.